All right, everybody. So thanks for tuning in again today uh, to Peeling Back the Fourth Wall. And we have uh, another news snooze episode here on our Mondays where uh, we talk about recent news uh, that's out there in the movie world. And uh, the reason for the name is Aurora, who is the two-year-old dachshund on the cover art of this podcast, who you know comes up with a lot of the content for this. Uh, she said that this information is vital and we need to you know be trying to get this information out to our listeners uh, every week and so she's really excited about doing the news segment but uh, she also said that the news is boring and that she will be sleeping during it so uh, it's very vital information that she chooses to sleep through so with that being said she is asleep right now and we'll go ahead and uh, jump into some of the news that we've heard uh, over the recent uh, week or so and uh, so first up here is we've talked about um, on the channel before that um, the DCEU, um, DC Comics, uh, current franchise that they're building basically, uh, has talked about how they're going to have a Flashpoint Paradox type of situation where there's going to be different multiverses and things like that where there are different Batmans featured and, and everything. So uh, this is a way for them to be able to bring back old Batman characters, um, as well as some new ones, uh, you know, different renditions on the same type of timeline. And so very interesting to see that uh, we actually saw Michael Keaton photos on set of the Flash movie uh, that's coming out. So very exciting about that. I am not a huge fan of the casting for the Flash in the latest rendition that they have, but uh, that was in the Justice League. It's nothing against the person there. I mean, I think he's a great actor and everything. I just don't see him being a fit for that role. Uh, just doesn't. I, I just don't get a good feeling from him being in that role. I just don't think he fits it well from what I want to see out of a Flash character. I mean, I really liked the guy who plays him in the television series a lot better than the person that I've seen on the big screen now. So, uh, who knows? We'll see if uh, that ends up, you know, getting a little bit better, but it's just the persona that that actor brings to the screen, so probably won't. But anyway, it's very exciting to see Michael Keaton come back, reprise that role, and be featured again. I believe he was uh, the one with Nicole Kidman back in the day, and I just loved that so much. So uh, really good to see him uh, reprising that role, and can't wait to see that back on the big screen. Uh, or however, <laughs> however it comes out nowadays, everything changes every day at this point. So, who knows uh, what will happen there. But, exciting news to see Michael Keaton come back. We'll see what other ones will be featured in it as well. Very similar to kind of what the MCU is looking to do with Spider-Man and everything. Okay, next is uh, Static Shock. And a lot of people uh, may not be that familiar with this. Uh, Static Shock was a really great animated television show that came out. He's a, he's a DC character. Pretty sure DC character. Um... I don't think it's Marvel, but it's it's one or the other. I'm, I'm getting a little mixed up right now. I'm pretty sure DC, but maybe Marvel. Now, this character um, was a great television show. I really enjoyed it back in the day uh, growing up, and uh, they are actually doing a live-action adaptation, and uh, it's going to... Uh, you know, actually be coming to fruition. Uh, the script is being drafted already. Uh, very excited. I loved that show when I was much younger. Um... So, yeah, really, really good to see that um, come out. You know, it probably have somewhat of a uh, Black Panther cultural type of feel to it. So uh, it could end up being a really good uh, cultural movie as well out there. So we will see uh, how they end up doing with it when it does come out. Okay, um, a 
couple people now um, have been casted to the new Transformers movie that that is going to be coming out. Okay, now that's fine. It's not really that big of news. I mean, obviously you're going to cast people for the uh, movie that's coming out and everything. But um, you know, I, I want to just give some comments here on Transformers. Um, and Aurora shares these thoughts. Uh, when are we going to get away from the people? in the movies seriously guys because what people loved and people that are big transformers fans really enjoy is seeing the transformers as the people seeing the transformers for what they are from a humanistic standpoint and when you're sitting there and you're making these films and you're incorporating so much of a human dynamic that you are making the autobots kind of the autobots and decepticons basically have a there's a wall there they're not really seen as humanistic because of this and you know i think it would be better so much better if they could stick to the transformers stick to the core content don't sit and try and make these storylines with you know the human characters the shia labeouf's and things like that i mean i i just really think it takes away from the content it takes away from what people really want to see out of a transformers movie if you ask people what are your favorite parts what are the favorite things about these movies in the franchise? It's always going to be a certain action scene. It's always going to be the way a certain character looks or presents themselves or comes onto the screen. It is not going to be, oh my gosh, I loved Megan Fox in that movie. Oh my gosh, I love Shia LaBeouf in that movie. That That is not it. That's not what these people are going to see. So Universal gets it. They're pumping out action movies that really have nothing else to do with them except action-packed action like the Fast and Furious. So why can they not do this with Transformers? I don't understand. There does not have to be a huge human dynamic to it. If you want to correlate it to Earth, I get there is some dynamic of humans there, but why not start and do a, a movie on Cybertron and stick with the Transformers and stick with that content and then you can bring some humans in later, but let's see some emotions from the Transformers. Let's see some drama that they go through, some interpersonal things they go through. Let's see that instead of continuing to rely on the humans as a part of it. Because it's not what people are there to see. It's not like people are there and they're like, okay, guys, let's go watch humans uh, with Transformers featured in it. No, people are saying, let's go watch Transformers with Megan Fox in it. Okay, but that's not the way it's being filmed. That's not the way it's been done. So let's stick more to the Transformers. Let's get more into that content and, and really kind of get away from the human aspect of it a little bit if we can. Because I think people would really enjoy that. Okay. So um, next up is we're talking about The Borrowers. Okay, now this I absolutely loved this movie from Universal. This is a movie that kind of had a feel to it of one of those Disney live-action films. Movies like Brink, Johnny Th Johnny Tsunami, things like that. This had that kind of feel to it because it was such a nice-hearted movie, uh, really cool, innocent concepts to it, uh, really um, uh, comical as well from what I remember. I haven't seen it in a while, but, man, it, it's... It was a really, really great movie, and I remember it so much today because I remember that that was an awesome movie. If it ever was on TV, I had to watch it. Like, I just absolutely love that movie. I think we rented it from uh, Blockbuster, you know, and I'm aging myself saying Blockbuster, but, you know, we rented that movie so many times uh, because it was so great back then. So, 
they are doing a reboot, and I am very excited about that. So uh, the Borrowers reboot is reboot is in development by Universal, and that is amazing news. I can't wait to see what they do with it. It's going to look so much better now uh, with the technology and things like that nowadays, and hopefully they can get some great acting and cast members there behind it, do a unique story and plot line for it. So that will be really awesome uh, to see uh, rebooted. So very, very good choice right there. I know that we typically uh, are on the side of not doing reboots or liking reboots and things like that, but there are the situations where we are just calling for it, and this is one of those that... Boom, spot on. You did a wonderful job there. So we're very excited that they are developing this. So can't wait to see that when it comes out. Okay, next up. Uh, so we are going to talk about um, <laughs> recent news that a film just, you know, started, starts filming in 2022. Um, this is not huge news to me. It's a huge aspect of a movie, but uh, it is the Meg 2. Okay, now... I have not seen the Meg one. I will be absolutely honest with you guys. I'm not going to get on here and say, oh, yeah, you know, this movie was awful if I haven't seen it. I'm not going to review something if I haven't seen it. So if I have not seen it and you guys want me to review it, I'm going to have to watch it. And if it's something that I'm pretty sure I'm not going to like the concept and I know it's going to waste some of my time that I'm never going to get back, I'm probably not going to watch it. So, you know, I get it that... You know, this is a, a movie that people really enjoyed. Uh, I get that Jaws was a movie that people really enjoyed and things like that. But here's the thing. There's a reason that Jaws has not been rebooted. There's a reason that it has not been remade. It is not because it was such an amazing film and they can't do it again. It's because the concept is faulty, right? The concept is faulty. And we'll probably do a podcast at one point just talking about films that, you know what? This storyline and plot was, like, there's no reason that this had to be this complicated. This could have been fixed and over easily, right? And there's typical fixes to a lot of movies, but this one just seems so, so simple, okay? Same thing with Jaws. Same thing with Jaws. And Jason Statham is going to be in the Meg, too. I love Jason Statham. I have nothing wrong with him. But this is just a movie that, like, Jaws, I'm just sitting there like, guys, just don't go in the water. Boom, problem solved. No more uh you know, no more plot twist, no more horror, no more no more issue with this. It can't eat you if you can't get in the water. So why? Well, I, I don't understand this film. I don't understand Jaws, okay? I just really don't get it. Like, why do people love that so much? Because seriously, the answer is stop being stupid and going into the freaking ocean, okay? Everybody has pools. There's pools in your neighborhood. There's community pools at your parks and stuff. Go swim in there. Don't get in the ocean if you know there's a big giant shark that's going to eat you, okay? So, the Meg 2 starts filming in 2022. If you guys are big Meg fans, if you... Are liked the first one. If you like the Jaws movies, you're probably really gonna like this. Okay, I get it, but I just think the concept's so ridiculous. Like, and I know there's big fans like that. I I watch AllEars.net, um, the YouTube channel uh, for uh, Disney and Universal. Um, there's a girl down there named Molly, and and I love Molly. She's wonderful. She's awesome. I love listening to her and, and watching her videos. She's great, but she has this big love for Jaws, and that is the one thing I will I would disagree with her on and I would argue with her on for days because I just don't get it. So if you guys are big Jaws fans, things like that, I mean, let me know, like, why? Let me know what was compelling about it. You know, maybe it's just that, you know, back then that was the thing and, and you guys got wrapped into it back then, but 
Molly's like the same age as me, and she's still all over that movie. So I just don't understand. It's like, guys, stay out of the water, and this movie is over. There, there's there's no drama here if you just stay out of the water, okay? It's not like you got Jason Voorhees who can track you down, who can get you, you know? It's not like someone that you can't escape. It's like literally, hey, don't go in the water, and you're safe. So whatever. I'll get off my rant about that, but The Meg 2 starts filming in 2022. Um, so, yeah, if you guys are big Jason Statham fans, you love The Meg 1, Look forward to that when it'll be coming out and they start filming in 2022. All right. So next up after my, my rant about that is uh, Ewan McGregor uh, detailed his challenges with um, some backlash over the Star Wars prequels. And a lot of you probably didn't see this in the news. Uh, it probably wasn't featured all that big. But Ewan McGregor is a amazing actor. He is a wonderful talent. Wonderful talent. Um, we all, if you've gotten to see a movie that has him in it, I mean, you should be thankful that you got to see that. He's, he's really, really talented. You know, I see him as like a Hugh Jackman type of actor. I mean, I think he's just so wonderful. And the talent that he has that he brings to the screen, it's hard to do. Acting is very hard for these people that do it for a living. And, you know, he detailed some challenges he had. You know, there's a lot of backlash over the Star Wars prequels. And guys... I get it. I understand. Okay. Hayden Christensen. Hayden Christensen was awful. He was atrocious. All right. I get it. Okay. Jar Jar Binks was annoying. I get it. Okay. And the CGI. Yeah, it was overdone. It wasn't really great. I get that. Okay. But you, if you're going to critique and you're going to bash something, Okay? And I have bashed plenty of things already on this channel. So do not get me wrong. There is a time to bash something and it is okay to have a voice. Nothing wrong with that. But you need to be specific in what you are upset about. If you say this film was awful, it was it was garbage, and nothing about it was good. Don't say that if there really was something that actually was good. And I'll tell you, Ewan McGregor was amazing. Just like in the first film, you had Liam Neeson, who was amazing in the first film. You have people that do great roles and play really, really good characters within this. Samuel L. Jackson did a wonderful job. So, you know, you've got some great quality talent there. And I think if people wanted... Here, here's the thing. This is really what it gets down to. Hear me out. If you want to critique something and you want to say something, just be detailed in it. Because, think about it right now, if you wanted someone to go back and reboot and remake those movies to make them better, would you want to recast Samuel L. Jackson's character? Would you want to recast Ewan McGregor's character? No. People still want to see them. They did a great job, and people acknowledge that. So, don't hate on just the film itself as a generalization. Be descriptive in what you are hating on, okay? Because... The content is great, okay? It's great to get the content. It's great to get the story, right? For those of you who didn't know anything about Star Wars before the movies, I mean, that's what introduced everyone to it. And so people being able to understand more about Darth Vader, I think that's awesome. And I think people needed that backstory. I think it was great. Yeah, some of the acting was bad, but the content was vital, to the Star Wars franchise and vital to those people who did not read any books or read any comics or anything like that. So 
like McGregor, you know, actors like McGregor were great. Don't just hate on the whole film series. Just because Hayden Christensen or Jar Jar Binks or, or, or the, some of the CGI or whatever, you know, makes you not excited about it or, you know, really you couldn't stand that that aspect of it. You know, think about everything as a whole and understand that you've got great talent somewhere within that, that series, that film franchise, and you cannot sit and hate on those people because, you know, it, it really does take a toll on them. It really does. A lot of these actors, they put their heart and soul into some of these things. You know, Hayden Christensen, I think he got through this really, really well because he probably didn't put as much into it. But Ewan McGregor is an amazing actor, and it's because he put so much work in. So he is really, really huge on making sure that he does the right thing. And he has commented how the next, you know, Kenobi series that he's going to be a part of, it's going to be so real and it's going to be so amazing. And he's got so much vigor to do an amazing job again because everybody was hating on this, but he never should have had to go through that, guys. So think about that. If you if someone put up a bad performance, if you didn't like someone in a role, absolutely fine. It is okay for you to critique. It is okay for you to, to bash something or, or give your, your criticism. Not a problem at all. But be direct with it. Do not generalize it because then it bleeds into some others that didn't really deserve that. And I just don't think he did. I think he did a wonderful job. And I would love to see him continue to be Obi-Wan Kenobi. I'm excited for him to be able to do that. And if they redid everything today and, and rebooted that entire series, I would still want him to play Obi-Wan because he did a great job. And, you know, let me know if you disagree with that. Let me know if you thought he was a really bad Obi-Wan Kenobi, but I thought he was amazing. I don't think you could have picked a better person. So, um, all right, moving on. Next up, James Cameron and Vin Diesel. Um, so these both, both of these uh, people talked about different aspects. Okay, James Cameron talked about how uh, recently they uh, re-introduced uh, Avatar, re-premiered it in theaters over in I think China, um, and now they're the number one grossing film, right? So they leapfrog over Avengers Endgame. And people are like, oh, that's so unfair. Why'd you do that? That's that's not right. Now it looks like you're the best movie, and it wasn't. Endgame was the best. Okay, look, guys, I, I get that. I agree with you. I was I was frustrated over the same, same thing. But, man, I really got brought to light by this. James Cameron came out and said, guys, I worry so much more about uh, theaters right now. I am so much more worried about theaters and how they're going to do that I really don't care. You can get upset with whatever we did, but we boosted that theater's income and made sure that they kept the lights on. And I am not going to be upset with that. I And I applaud him. That is amazing because he had an outlook that none of us would think about. We thought about the selfishness of it, and he was there to make sure that they could do that. So I'm super excited that he did that. I am not upset in any way. I still think Endgame should end up being the number one grossing, and maybe they should just re-release it too. But I, I think it, I think that was great that he didn't do that, and they didn't decide to do that. You know, Disney and things didn't decide to do that just to get to that number one spot again because they're beating themselves. So what do they have to show for it? They don't care. They were trying to help theaters out over there, and I love that. I think that's so great. Uh, second, Vin Diesel also talked about a similar aspect when they asked him about the next Fast and Furious 9 movie and Vin Diesel's comment. He said that, I hope that our movie really helps to boost theaters. I really hope it packs the theaters and I really hope it can help them get back afloat. Awesome. 
awesome, awesome, awesome. I mean, it just says a lot when you got people that are thinking outside of themselves and thinking beyond their that industry to something else because they're going to get paid regardless. Things could go straight to Netflix. Things could go straight to Disney Plus and HBO Max and all this stuff. Things could go to that, and these guys are still going to get paid. They're still going to have great careers. They're still going to make their money, but they're worried about that other business aspect and those people and those jobs and things like that and i just i respect that so much so really great give a big round of applause to those guys thinking outside of themselves that was really good um hbo max is producing a green lantern series and it's going to have multiple green lantern heroes this is epic guys we're going to see guy gardner probably john stewart probably kyle rayner probably hal jordan probably gonna see all those green lantern characters and stuff that is awesome i'm so excited for this i love green lantern i love the content and can't wait to see more of this with HBO Max. Now, I don't have HBO Max, so I'll have to figure that out. We'll figure it out. But anyway, uh, super excited for that, uh, that they are going to be doing it. And then uh, just a couple other things here before we wrap it up. So Netflix, they have an original movie coming out. It's called Happy Accidents with Bob Ross. And I just have to mention this because I lived in Nashville, Tennessee, Clarksville, Tennessee, for a little while there. And uh, I got bored for a while. Uh, I got I got really bored at times. Um, mainly because, uh, I don't know. I just, there were times I got bored in the evening or whatever when I first moved there. I didn't have, it didn't have a lot of friends or anything right in the beginning. And, uh, I watched Bob Ross on Netflix, just like when I watched Cake Boss on Netflix. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have to learn how to do that. So I try to teach myself how to do it, right? Cake stuff worked out fine. Um, I do custom cakes and I love it. I tried to do the Bob Ross painting. I have a furiosity with bob ross i am so frustrated with bob ross he sits there and does a lot of crap on tv he's like just do this just do that i'm watching him i'm mimicking him i'm doing the exact same thing and it looks like crap and his looks like a masterpiece oh my gosh i don't understand how he does it it's so frustrating i turned my sink blue for a week literally it was blue for a week i had to keep washing with boiling hot water the sink to get the blue out of it because I just destroyed that thing with the paint. Uh, just ridiculous. Anyway, that was my ridiculous story to when I tried to do that. Um, but I'm excited that they're doing a movie about him. Uh, we'll see how it goes and maybe I'll watch it. And I highly doubt I'll try to recreate anything in it, but um, really, really good there. So anyway, last up, we will talk about uh, a book that came out, a prequel to The Hunger Games. I don't know if it, a lot of you know about it. It kind of subtly came out there. You can find it in Target and things like that now. Um, that book came out, and it is a prequel to The Hunger Games. And I am very excited because they are going to be making this prequel. There's going to be another Hunger Games movie, and I'm super excited for that. Uh, so can't wait to see it when it comes out i don't know all about the storyline and things uh which is fine for me i'd rather be in the dark a little bit on it but i am excited to see that come back and get a little bit more of the hunger game so really really good there but yeah so uh we will wrap things up looks like aurora's starting to stir over there and uh with that we will let you guys get back to your day so yeah appreciate it thank you have a good one